Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Episode 40 is a chat with the amazing Lucy Bartholomew. For such a young athlete, she sure has accomplished a lot. It helps that she started racing at the young age of 15. Check out her website in the show notes to see all the races she has competed in and podiumed at. There are far too many to mention, but a few from 2018 are the first and course record at the Two Bays 56km, first female and course record Tarawara 60k, and first female and course record shot over Moonlight Marathon. You can see a pattern established here. I hope you enjoy the conversation that I have with Lucy. Hi, Lucy, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat. Um, so I've given a little bit of an introduction to the listeners about you, and I'm, I'm assuming that most people know you, but can you tell everyone a little bit about how you got into running and racing? Because you started quite young, so it'd be interesting to hear how you got into it. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I started running you know, I ran through primary school and high school, but I certainly wouldn't say I, I ran to, to run. It was more about keeping fit for other team sports. And then my dad, he's always been a runner, has always run, you know, he's done 20 Melbourne marathons. and Oh, wow. Yeah. So he uh, signed up for his first 100K being uh, what is now the Ultra Trail Australia, but then was the North Face 100 yep. in the Blue Mountains. And he, um, yeah, he took on this challenge. And I was just like, that is like, I can't even imagine running that, uh, driving that far and <laughs> was just kind of blown away by it and watched him go and train for this thing. And he'd go to. How old were you at the time then? So I was 13 maybe yep. four, oh because UTA is always on my birthday so I'm kind of ah. never, never sure what age to say <laughs> you know? <laughs> so he finished uh yeah three minutes before midnight going into my birthday so oh. it was um yeah it was a very special thing and I just watched him train for it dedicate himself to to achieving this goal and began started going away on these trips with him and running alongside him at first I was cycling and then as I got stronger I started running and when I was up at that race and I watched him go around for 16, uh, 16 hours that he was out for, I saw just the way that the field uh, is made up of everyone and anyone. There was the fast yeah. runners, you know, the Beth Cardellis, the Isabel Rosses of the world. Um, <laughs> I and don't then know, yeah, my God, you were one of my heroes, you know. Oh, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like the mid-pack, like my dad, but then like the back of the pack was kind of the people that really told me that, you know what, with a good mindset and some good friends mm. by your side, you can totally achieve this. And so I fin he finished that race and, uh, yeah, as a 15-year-old, I um, – emailed all the race directors and said, you know, who, who will uh -huh. let me run? And Surf Coast Century 100K was the first one that said yes. Oh, that's awesome. And that shows really that you had a lot of drive already then just to get involved. Yeah, I'd learn a lot about, you know, consistency and how running can feel great if you like do it again and again and again. It doesn't feel good if you just do it once and then have a week off or two weeks off and then go again. Yeah. Um, so I kind of knew what I'd seen dad and I'd seen him, his dedication, his consistency and kind of knew what I was getting myself in for. It wasn't about just, I wanted to be, a, to say I'd run a hundred Ks. It was more, yeah. I wanted to, to achieve something that I just thought was just so amazing. And, you know, it, the way it changed dad as a person and as an athlete was just, uh, yeah, pretty inspiring. 
So that first 100K you did, I, I, I would assume that your dad had to run it with you? Yeah. So when um, I got the email back from the race director to say I was allowed to run, there was a whole lot of stipulations because they were yeah. like, we've got 16-year-olds, like a school that is walking all together and they're your age. But the fact that I wanted to run and take yeah. two feet off the ground at some points um, <laughs> was suddenly like, oh, no, that's unfamiliar territory. Um, yeah. So I had to submit like a nutrition plan, my training plan. I'd get doctor certificates. I had to. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I had to have my dad run side by side with me. And they kind of said like, if, if you look like you're struggling at any point, we're just going to pull you out and we'd love for you to not kind of, uh, you know, try and refuse that. So yeah. yeah, it was kind of one of those things that on the start line, my dad was very much like, you know, you need to smile your whole way through this because. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, any, any sign of um, struggling and they're going to be like, oh, it's too much for her. But everyone, you know, many runners struggle no matter their age through 100 k Totally, so. <laughs> yeah. My dad always said he was like, you know, the risk of a 16-year-old who's prepared re- or 15-year-old who's prepared really well and, you know, has put her heart and soul into starting this race and then you've got 40, 50-year-old men and mm. women that maybe just like on a big night out was like, yeah, I'll run 100 Ks. Exactly. <laughs> like, so you're way risk less that, risk. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And so what time did you finish that in? So we finished in 12, we actually just looked back at a photo, 12 hours and 16 minutes. That's brilliant. What a great time. And did you suffer at all? Oh yeah, totally. Just behind the trees (laughs) when they couldn't see me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, so obviously uh, we're in lockdown at the moment in, you know, stage three restrictions. Um, When you're not in lockdown, what does an average week of training look like for you? And has it changed or are you doing much the same now? Well, yeah, I've had, you know, I've had a plethora of coaches. I've had kind of three main ones being um, an Australian runner, Mayel Backhausen, and then Emily Forsberg, obviously a very well-known sky runner. And then... Um, who I have now, uh, David Roach, who's an American coach. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's interesting because their philosophies are all very different. You know, I, I went through a phase where it was all just like easy, long hours. That's very Emily loves just going through the mountains okay. and yes. picking flowers. Um, <laughs> and then David is very much more like, you know, let's make sessions count and take rest yep. days and rest hard and yeah, it's interesting to to kind of be – I've just kind of stepped into being coached by him. But at the moment, you know, I'm running kind of 140 Ks a week up to 100 miles, up to 160 Ks. Wow. Uh, but usually it's about that 14 to 16 hours work, worth of uh, running each week. And do you run – when you're training, do you run predominantly on the road or trails or a mixture? I run on when I'm home, which isn't that much, except for now that I'm going to be stranded here, which is yeah. <laughs> interesting. Um, I run just on dirt roads around here. We've got some pretty good, like, hilly dirt roads that have horse yeah. trails to the side. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, when you've traveled a lot and seen some of the, the trails that you're, you're meant to race on, it's very hard as an Aussie athlete to to kind of get the confidence for those trails. Yeah, I mean, honestly, nothing we have here compares, does it? No, no. You kind of do feel like you're at a disadvantage, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And especially for the um, for the hills, like the mountains are so much longer over there. We, it's really hard to replicate that here. Yeah, I think the only the thing we have is that mental strength that when we've trained, we've done hill reps on hill reps. So to yeah. do 
one big climb of you know a thousand meters is kind of like oh lovely (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's 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 a good way of looking at it so yeah and how do you prepare specifically for a race do you um like do you have a really long base building or are you confident in your base and then you can go straight into training hard How, how does that work yeah, I'm definitely, I've always, like, always kind of run high mileage and so I know my base is always there and the memory of that is always in my muscles. Yeah. Um, I think for me it's probably more about, depending on the race, getting used to like for something like Western States, you know, getting used to running for a long amount of time, like the actual act mm-hmm. of running or if it was something like training towards UTMB, it's getting used to kind of hiking hills and being strong at that. So it's more about refining the art of running rather yeah. than like worried about the running yeah yeah that's fair enough yeah because um you're right western states is a, is a much more runnable course than say utmb and um do you do like speed work with tempo runs and and intervals and that sort of stuff yeah totally so at the moment i'm kind of doing uh one to two speed sessions a week and that's on yeah. a uh, wednesday and a saturday Um, and so like this yesterday I did a, um, what was it like 5k warm up, two by six minutes on four minutes off and then six by one on one off and then a 5k cool down. So they're kind of mixed bags in terms of like holding an endurance tempo, but then also just like opening up the stride for those one minute little fast things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to to keep the memory in the body as well of, of running hard and fast for a short period of time as well, I guess. Yeah, it's just super fun. I feel like the Ks clock up lots quicker when you're uh, trying to, yeah, not throw up for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was a cyclist, I had a, a coach that he said if I didn't throw up at the end of a speed session, I wasn't trying hard enough. So, Oh, really? Well, my <laughs> yeah. dad said to me if I didn't lose a toenail, I wasn't a real ultra runner. And it was only the <laughs> other day that I finally lost one. And I Really? I, yeah, and it came off in oh. one whole bit and I gave it to dad and I was like, there you Oh, you should frame it. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Wow. I, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Oh, so am I. I've had many blue toes, but um, yeah. toenails, but nothing that's actually, yeah, come off. <laughs> <laughs> oh well first time and I'm sure there'll be many more I so, do, um, so, yeah. yeah obviously you were going to be doing western states this year <clears throat> and that's been cancelled so what are you looking at now what what's your plans yeah it's if any su- yeah it's super hard to say any plans I mean um this year was meant to be western states UTMB um, oh wow the double okay. So I was Jeez. kind of gearing up, yeah, and then so I was meant to be in a, heading to America. Well, I was meant to be in America right now um, yeah. and then staying in America after Western States and then heading to, to Europe for the UTMB and then staying there until uh, racing Canada in October and then back home in November-ish. My goodness. So, and what race in Canada was that going to be? For the Ultra Trail Stokely Creek. It's a um, mm, okay. kind of a newer race that's in its second year. And how many Ks is that one? It was 85. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a lot of racing, but I guess you're quite young, so you can get away with doing a lot more races. Yeah, you know, I, I remember telling Dad what my calendar was because then I was meant to come back to Australia and run the Blackall 100. Oh, well, Yeah, yeah. And then, like, to top this off, Isabel, you're going to love this. I was going to yeah. do an Ironman. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Busselton. Oh, wow. In December. So- so when were you going to fit in the swimming and cycling training? 
after UTMB. So my plan was to kind of like just race the running training part and then my yeah. recovery because the races are so close to each other, just swim and ride in between. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's oh, obviously so all gone out the window. Such a big disappointment <laughs> for you. It's been super interesting to, um, yeah, to interesting navigate kind of that feelings of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you dealing with that, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. You know, I, I love that. I love that calendar. And I, I certainly like next year, it seems like everything's just going to roll over to 2021, but I'm not to mad ask. about having yeah. another, another year to just get in some good training. I didn't have a great yeah. 2019. So oh, I think okay, if I can yeah. put a little bit of training in and get a bit stronger and a bit more confident, then it'll be even yeah. more fun. I'd love to see how you do it in Ironman. That's really interesting. Good on you. Yeah, well, this are is you, the first time I said it out loud. <laughs> are you much of a swimmer? Because I thought yeah, most runners think swimming. like stones. Oh, okay, then that's okay. No, it's the cycling that'll kill me. <laughs> oh no, the cycling—you'll be fine. That's oh, easy. Oh, but it's, my my bum hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's just time in the saddle. You'll get that. That's not a problem. <laughs> what do you like at fixing punctures, though? Oh no, see, I've got so much to learn. <laughs> <laughs> see, there—that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Might yeah, have to go well. on cycle with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll probably be way too fast for me. So with all this racing that you were planning on doing, what was your recovery plan? Oh, re- like I said, really just to kick back cross off train. the off, – Yeah, cross-train, kick back off the yeah. running and just focus on, you know, kind of focus on the other things, knowing that that was also serving a purpose for me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just like had my travel planned that I wasn't traveling too quickly after and I could really mm. recover well. Yeah. Because of course, traveling in and of itself is quite tiring. Oh, it's exhausting. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a gift and it's, I'm super grateful for it, but yes. the last few years really caught up with me last year and I was just yeah. like, yeah, there's definitely a flip side to this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would totally agree. I mean, it's awesome to be able to go to all those places, but, yes, it's it's tiring. And do you do a lot of the travelling on your own? I do. So I travel yeah. a lot by myself and then I kind of touch down and have friends or, yes. or um, sponsors place to stay. Yeah, but I still find just that you have to be really vigilant while you're travelling, so that's exhausting by yourself as well. Absolutely. Mm. And so do you um, focus – what do you focus on other than like cross training, like sleep and diet? What do you do in that regard for recovery? Yeah, so I follow a plant-based diet um, mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm super passionate about. I'm actually currently writing a cookbook on it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, just some of my favorite recipes. And for sleep, you know, I just really try and I'm very, very lucky in that my lifestyle is revolved around my training and I can yeah. live that full-time athlete so I can sleep in or do whatever I need to do, take a nap. I don't really nap, but I could. And um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm very lucky to just try and get that eight to eight to nine hours really. Oh, nice. That's good. And yeah. um, are you vegan because um, you, you feel that it benefits your racing or is it other issues as well? So I started, I tried it more so for the health benefits that I'd heard and was kind of like a trendy thing to do at the time. And yeah. then as I researched it, because my parents were like, if you're going to do that, you need to do it right. Um, I agree, yeah. There's a, yeah. A big, there's a big difference between doing it and doing it right. Yeah. Um, and the more I researched it, the more I saw like the environmental and the ethical side. And that was yeah. kind of what has kept me within the that lifestyle. Oh, that's great. That's really good. And, yes, you're right, because – it's easy 
to be vegan and still eat junk food. Vegan doesn't necessarily mean health food. So 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's really good that you're doing it properly. And obviously um, your recipes will reflect that. So, And when do you think this book will be out? I'm, well, I'm hoping to have it out by May 20. <laughs> oh, gee, that soon. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, like, I've really knuckled down and I've got a few people helping me with it and putting it together and May yeah. 20 is my birthday, so I'm kind of like, oh. it'd be great to, to give that great out to people. Great birthday present. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so being vegan, what do you do for race nutrition? <clears throat> so I'm sponsored by and I use Spring Energy, um, yep. which is just, it's come to Australia, I, I believe. I think it's... Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm um, I'm with them too. So yeah, they're oh, a good amazing. brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love. I was with Cliff Bar, um, yep. but I just love the simplicity of Spring Energy, and yeah, my stomach is like, yes, I know all these ingredients, um, <laughs> and I know how yep. to di- digest them. Um, and then just for longer races, I just make my own food, whether that be you know sweet potatoes or a wrap ah, okay. or yeah, yep. just anything. So really. you do eat solid food in in long races. Yeah, anything over 100Ks, um, yeah. I'll kind of then start to, to eat solid, yeah. Yeah, because I know I've seen a lot of the, the top runners, they just they'll live on gels even for milers and I just I don't understand how anybody can do that. I mean, more power to them. It's easier, I guess, but, yeah, I think Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. I, um, I did a training run with Zach Miller in America yeah. and he was seeing how many – how quick – how many – gels he could take consistently before he threw up as his oh. way of seeing what the maximum amount of calories he could ingest oh that's so just that hideous take, yeah he took in I think like it was like eight to nine in the hour and then he threw up in an hour oh <laughs> yeah. my god how revolting oh it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> and especially those really those heavily processed and manufactured gels that are just yeah no, I'm I sorry. can't I imagine what his that. gut looked like. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that can't be good. Now, with um, when you're doing these long ultras, like, have you done UTMB before, or would have this been your first time? This would be my first time. So I've done oh, the TDS, okay. 120k, yeah. and the OCC, but the first time doing the full loop. Oh wow! Oh, that's that's even more disappointing. Anyway, what were you going to do in regards to sleep deprivation, or how do you deal with that? Well, you know, that was kind of something I didn't really think I was, didn't really think too much about. I've spoken to the likes of Courtney DeWater and some people that are pretty um, uh, educated on that. And they really just say like, there's nothing you can do to train. You just need to get used to running at night with a good headlight, Um, which is something that I don't practice because of my very easy schedule. I always (laughs) go with the daylight and the sunlight. It's nicer (laughs) to run in the day, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. But there is something really beautiful about, you know, just looking at the light that your head torch gives you and really zoning in and yeah it does help with that yeah yeah so uh yeah I mean western states is a well it's taken me about 19 hours so I've just run front kind of from 9 p.m to midnight uh with with darkness so it's not too long but that's not too bad level yeah so UTMB you'd be up because I think once you get to like the 2, 3, 4 a.m., that's when it really starts to get a lot harder. So you've oh. never had to run into that time yet? No, no. So um, just out of interest, do you uh, drink caffeine like on a day-to-day basis or um, are you the kind of person that saves that for racing? I've never had a coffee in my life. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, Not- wow. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> Not for health reasons or anything. It's just yeah. never really done it for me. I think because everyone has it, I'm just like, meh, you know, <laughs> doesn't do it oh, for me. That's brilliant. So do you use caffeine in races? 
I use it in the form of like, uh, you know, like the, some of the spring gels are caffeinated yes. and um, Coke is caffeinated and that's enough yeah. just to give me like a, a, I don't sleep for nights after races. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, well, because you're not used to it. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So, um, so basically you can just flip all those races that you were going to do this year and, and do them next year. They've all let you know that that's okay. It, yeah, it appears that way. UTMB haven't made the call completely yet. Ah, uh, okay. They made the call on May 20, I believe. Um, so, yeah, we'll kind of find out, but I, I, it's highly unlikely. But even if um, UTMB goes ahead, our, our international borders won't be open for travel. Well, I have a British passport, so I can say going home because um, my mum lives oh, there. See, I've got a British passport, so we could you, you can use that, can you? Just, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, so your mum's British. She lives in the UK, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes it um, handy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, so if UTMB went ahead, would you do it still? Absolutely, yeah. 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 Okay. I wasn't sure if you were wanting to do them all in the one year or if you were happy to separate them. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to separate them. And even if UTMB this year was more of a learning year and go back next yes. year and really give it a crack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably um, a, a really good idea even. Yeah, um, definitely. So how are you in general dealing with the coronavirus quarantine? Because all your plans have been upset and all your travel plans are gone. How are you dealing with that mentally? Because it must be having some sort of effect. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I'm very grateful at the start of this year. I was in New Zealand for the Tarawira and then I went to yep. Nepal. And yeah. so I, I did get travel in and I got some long days out. Um, so I kind of came back and was like, oh, yeah, like a bit of home time, no worries. And then yeah. the kind of the weight of it of like, you're going to be here for a while, Lucy. And, um, you know, just kind of invading my dad's house and making that my home. And <laughs> no, I'm just, sure he doesn't mind. Oh, I think it's nice for him to have some company for sure. Yeah. And he keeps telling me about how bad winter is here. <laughs> I haven't but had a winter is. in five years. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing so many layers right now. <laughs> it's weird how it's colder than the snowy countries, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I. It's a different cold. It's a different it heat is. and a different cold. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think I find this gets more in your bones, this cold here, because it's Yeah, wet. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you doing in Nepal? So I was there um, to run a camp uh, as oh, a coach okay. for a camp there, a tour. And I went uh, two weeks early and just did some of my own exploring and little expeditions. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Have you been? No, I really want to go. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. Totally worth yeah. it. Yeah. So, sorry, back to how you're dealing with the um, quarantine. I just wanted to get that question in. So, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, how are you dealing with it? Because obviously a lot of your friends are overseas and all that sort of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, once it has settled in and this is how it is, I kind of, you know, I really am trying to be positive about it. I'm trying to see yeah. the best in it and use this time to – to get stronger and to do yep. my solo runs and to do my rehab for my hamstring and yeah. just, you know, dial in, do my uh, projects like my cooking book and yeah, just look true. after myself. I think when I travel, I worry a lot about, you know, other people and worrying about, you know, staying at this person's house. I don't want to get in the yeah. way. Whereas this is yeah. my house as well. And like you say, my dad is hardly here and doesn't really care. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
yeah, just kind of making making a lemonade out of lemons, really. Yeah, and I mean that's really all we can do, isn't it? Because totally, otherwise, the yeah. other choice is pretty miserable. Um, so, w- in regards to getting strong, do you do strength work? I do, yeah. So I'm very, very lucky that my dad works for the YMCA, and ah. he's we've got a pretty much a gym in our garage. Of oh, you are every- very lucky. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I use that. I go in there every day. I make a routine of going in there every day, whether that be for yoga or for weightlifting. Um, and yeah, I've just been doing some really, they're not anything amazing. They're not anything huge weights, but they're just about that motion and that functional fitness and strength. Yeah. And do you feel that that helps your running? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I think it totally long-term the way that it can just keep your form strong, keep your legs strong and you can notice a weakness really quickly in that. Um, I feel like as runners, we kind of, our form turns to poo and then we, but we just like, we just want to keep moving forward. You know, we don't care how. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I look, I agree. I think strength work is, is really important. I think it's good that you're starting it young because many people just when they're young think they can get away with not doing it. And then when they get older, that's when their body starts to fall apart. So good on you for getting onto that. I think that's why dad's been pretty adamant about me using yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's not really that good. He's Sto- old. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter always tells me I'm old. So, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and um, so. And, and I find also, I think at the moment with quarantine, it's good to have, you know, a routine. And like you said, going and doing some strength work or yoga or core work or something every day gives you a routine and something to do. Do you find that helpful too? Yeah, definitely. Like I very much kind of get up, get out of bed with a reason to go running and go running, yeah. come back, open the garage, go into the garage and then make my breakfast. And that's when my day like starts. Yes. Um, yeah. And that just feels good for me. And it sets my day up for like a success with whatever happens after, you know, 11 p.m., 11 a.m., sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that that's great. So do you think you can give um, any, any tips on how to deal with with, you know, um, their race has been cancelled because you because you seem to have dealt with that really well. Do you, is there anything that's helped you to deal with that? <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is realizing that you don't need a bib and you don't need a race yeah. and you don't need to have that accolade of finishing something to appreciate the the ability to run. Um, and there's just so many other reasons, you know, if I never ran another race in my life, I would continue to run every day and train the way I do because I just love the process. And I think that that's what we need to focus on is that these races will come back and you only have more of an opportunity to be stronger and more ready and more grateful, um, for, yeah, for the whole process we've all been through. I think the next race that's going to be on is just going to be one big, yeah, one big family hug, I think. <laughs> oh, it's, it's going to be brilliant, isn't it? I can't wait. <laughs> so, no, so neither can I. So I'm just holding yeah. on to that. <laughs> and I think um, we, we will really appreciate it more. When something's taken away from you, you, you realise how valuable it is and I think the appreciation levels grow from that. Yeah, absolutely. I think even, you know, the appreciation for the small things these at the moment in this kind of darker times is just like, yeah. just, it's insane the way that you kind of, you know, you give someone a smile from afar to say thanks for, you know, giving me that 1.5 metres that we're, we're supposed yeah. to have, you know, and yeah. everyone, you can still communicate kindness and gratitude um, across that distance. Exactly. I agree. And I think that's good to to maintain that. 
Well, thank you so much, Lucy, for chatting with me today. And it really seems like you're so positive and, and it's, it's hard during this time. So good on you for doing that. And, and thanks for the chat. Well, thank you. And thank you for, you know, providing this to people to listen to. I think that at this point in time, everyone wants to listen to a conversation because they can't have their own. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. It's like being with a friend. So, <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. I'll speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Isn't Lucy amazing? She's so mature for such a young woman. I think she's dealing with the setbacks of this time in a really positive manner. A takeaway for me is that she is seeing this year as a time to get stronger and fitter so she can have an even bigger impact in 2021. Fingers crossed for UTMB goes ahead for her. And I can't wait to see what she can do at an Ironman. That's pretty exciting news. As always, I would greatly appreciate your support by you going over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review. It really helps keep the podcast visible on iTunes. If you want to be ready for the race season that is looming and looks absolutely huge for October, start your training now. It's really not that far away. Send me an email at isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au and we can start getting you stronger and fitter now. Have a great week of training, stay safe, stay fit, look after your loved ones and remember we are all in this together.